Hello, my name is Christopher Monroe, and welcome to the soundtrack to a life. soundtrack to a life. I'm still Chris from earlier. As you know from two weeks ago, it is January and we are reviewing My Year in Music. The first episode of The Twofer was my favorite records of 2019, and this episode is going to focus on experiences that I had around music, concerts and whatnot, just tracking back over what I did over the course of the year. So I hope you enjoy. For the first few months of the year, uh, we didn't go to that many shows due to some poverty-related issues. So it wasn't until May that we went out to see Nico Case play. And Nico banned cameras from the show to keep us in the moment. And that was very useful to me. I have a tendency to keep things at arm's length that I have to fight to overcome. And she was in very full voice and she sounded great. She's a very charismatic performer. And I was really glad that I was very present for it, rather than taking pictures for later. Then in July, the Stampede came, and I managed to get down to see bands on the Coke stage a total of three times. Uh, we saw Feist, and Feist was a goddamn delight. She is a fascinating artist who deserves to be known for so much more than she is. Like She deserves a much larger reputation, I think, than she gets. And she is as fun live as I had hoped that she would be. And then one of my coworkers took me to see King Princess and Bulow as a doubleheader. And both were delightful. King Princess puts on a tremendous show. Bulow's on the radio right now. Probably King Princess is too by the time this episode actually airs. They were both riveting to watch. And I hadn't been familiar with them up until that show. But I really got a kick out of it, and I'm a really big fan of both now, even if their audience did make me feel like I was a thousand years old. And then at the end of the stampede, I caught Death Cab for Cutie. It was not the first time that I'd seen Death Cab play. It probably won't be the last time that I see Death Cab play. I have a lot of room in my heart for that kind of Pacific Northwestern hipster nonsense from 2005 type era. Um, these guys are more earnest than some of the bands from that, but they still, I think, fit into that, and they're really charming to see play, and they put up really charming music. Their new record is terrific as well. You really ought to check it out, and you ought to check them out if they come to your town. And then at the end of the month, Chelsea and I road-tripped out to see the Psychedelic Furs and James play. We went to see mostly James. I like the Psychedelic Furs, but I don't know how well, I knew their catalog, but I knew that it was James's first tour of North America in something like 20 years. And I've been a big fan of theirs for a very long time. And I'm so glad that I saw them both. First of all, James was a really connective, 
unifying experience. They really create their own atmosphere, and it's the kind of atmosphere where everybody feels like they are part of a family. And I was really swept up in that. And then the psychedelic furs, it turns out, are fan-fucking-tastic. They are a very strong band. I have not listened to them enough in my life, or had not to that point. I've listened to a lot of their catalogs since. And I'm really looking forward to their um, new material that's going to apparently come out at some point this year. I have no doubt it will be excellent. I look forward to finding out specifically how. Then in August, we went to see Ani DeFranco, who I liked a lot in the 90s, but Chelsea was obsessed with in the 90s. I think a lot of women were obsessed with Ani DeFranco in the 90s. Our friends Jen and Tom also went with unrelated, much better tickets than ours. She puts on an incredibly interesting and earnest and authentic show. And she also can just shred an acoustic guitar, which also helps, I guess. Really great show. And then later in the month, I went to see Godspeed, You Black Emperor, at a little club downtown. And they filled a room with sound that felt like it was going to overpower you. Like, they had such a tremendous presence as a band that I was really impressed by, and that really caught me and brought me up into it and made me a part of it. And I cannot say enough how well I enjoyed that show. In September, I went with Dan and Daniel to see Carly Rae Jepsen and Ralph. Carly Rae Jepsen made one of my favorite records of this year, and her show is sprightly and energetic. And Ralph also is a fascinating artist that I'm happy to have learned of through their opening for Carly Rae. I'll definitely be following them as they continue to produce music. This was kind of a repeat of the King Princess Bulo thing, where their audience made me feel incredibly old, but I try to be unselfconscious about those things, so I enjoyed myself anyway. Later in September, we flew to Toronto to see Chelsea's grandmother and prove to her that I exist, and she's not being lied to about one of her grandkids getting married. But while we were there, we caught Adam Ant performing Friend or Foe in its entirety. And that record's great, and Adam Ant is one of the most charming and charismatic performers of his period. And the show was, well, it was the album followed by a greatest hit set, and it was just so charming. Like, it could have gone for another hour, and I would have still been right there, right at the front, completely engaged, loving every second of it. Then later, while we were still in Toronto, we caught Ride on their This Is Not A Safe Space tour. They released my favorite record of this year. It was one of my favorite shows of the year. It was light and sound and it would crash like a wave into you and it's difficult it's difficult to describe what ride do live you might have to see them but you should definitely see them if you haven't already and if you have you know what i'm talking about and i don't have to tell you to see them again you're just going to then we came home from toronto and a few days after that I went with my friend Sarah to see Ghost, and I was not super familiar with Ghost, but Ghost are fun as hell. Like, there is 
pomp and pageantry and production value and the metal that they produce is very heavy and it's just on the right side of camp and i had a real kick out of it everybody should see ghost live as well then in october right after chelsea's surgery we went to see morrissey it was a greatest hitsier set than when i saw him play last year and when he played music from his new album it was an album of covers so they were classics just not classics by him and i actually don't know which of the two times i preferred but i'm glad to have seen him i'm glad to have seen him both times uh i had tickets for his last cancelled tour through canada and have been waiting something like 15 years for him to come back to canada and he did and i was very pleased at that and then later in the month dan took me to see jade bird because as i said Dan is a very full-service podcast guest, and we discussed that show a lot on the Jade Bird episode that you listened to a month ago. I'll reiterate, phenomenal show, tremendously charismatic performer, catch her if you can. And at the end of October, we went to see Sloan, and as I said last year during the concerts that I saw wrap-up, Sloan are a goddamn national treasure that every Canadian ought to see every time they come to your town and if you can't see them when they come to your town they'll come back to your town catch them then and then in november we saw city in color which they played at the saddle dome and i guess i didn't realize that city and color were that much of a thing but it turns out that they are very much that much of a thing because the dome was packed and people were losing their goddamn minds whereas i would have expected them to play a slightly smaller venue though I would have expected for it to still be packed and for people to be losing their goddamn minds because City and Color are excellent. And then we stopped going to concerts for the year because Chelsea's surgery made it impossible for her to see things that were happening on a stage and I was unemployed. And then I went back, and this is the most unexpected way in which I interacted with music this year, to working at a dinner theater that I had done a bunch of shows for about 10 years ago and it is a gig that allows me to laugh and play and puts me in contact with other weird creative people every single day and i did not realize i don't think until i was back how much i had missed that weird energy in my life so that's not technically a concert that i went to but there is a lot of music there and it did happen to me and I'm very glad of it, so I brought it up here. Which is how I interacted with art in 2019, I guess. This has been the Soundtrack to a Life. Follow along on Twitter and Facebook at SoundtrackCast, SoundtrackCast.com. Like us, share us, rate us, review us, tweet at me what your favorite concert of 2019 was. We're going to be back in another two weeks with a guest again this time. And we're going to be talking about one of the gothiest records of my high school experience. So tune in, and I hope that you enjoy that. Talk to you then. You and me have seen everything to see From Bangkok to Calgary.
to cry about Cause we'll hold each other soon In the blackest of Follow me. 